is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. back better. We have to talk about um, some breaking news this morning. Um, Twitter has suspended uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene per uh, permanently her, her personal Twitter account. Here's the uh, statement from the Twitter spokesperson. Quote, we permanently suspended the account you reference at MTG Green E for repeated violations of our COVID-19 misinformation policy. We've been clear that per our strike system for this policy, we will permanently suspend accounts for repeated violations of the policy. And not to, you know, remain silent, uh, Congresswoman Green put out her own statement. Um, it was a, a long one, you know, the, lots of conspiracy theories and craziness, but this is the key line. Uh, that's fine. I'll show America we don't need them, and it's time to defeat our enemies. I mean, your, your reaction um, to this news here? Well, Jonathan, it's uh, it's no secret that our social media companies have been part of their algorithms promoting disinformation, and um, I think that these steps are important, but frankly, a little too little and a little too late. Uh, the reality is it's not just Marjorie Taylor Greene. All over Twitter, social media, Facebook, uh, all of these companies have been using algorithms that are just about clickbait, not about truth. And so if we are uh, going to take on the disinformation that's out there, the big lie and everything else that goes with it, then, yes, this is a part of it. But it's got to be much, much more. That said, I think it's just as well that we take one voice, um, you know, that is is deliberately spreading disinformation uh, out of the mix as much as possible. That's certainly a good thing. That's certainly a good thing, she says. That's certainly a good thing, Pramila Jayapal says, to silence people and take away their First Amendment right. That's certainly a good thing. It's great. She says that we got one person out of the mix. That is an elected official sworn to uphold the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. If I go onto Twitter today and say that if you drink Drano, you will become Superman, I guarantee you 
that they won't, I, I mean, I'm not allowed to go on Twitter, but let's say I was. And I went on there and I said, hey, everybody, if you drink Drano, you'll be able to get the powers of Superman. And only kryptonite will be able to stop you. You can fly. You'll be stronger than anything. You'll be able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. You want to know what? They wouldn't cancel me, even though that's misinformation. Ask yourself today, who are the only two elected officials in this country that are completely banned from Twitter? President Donald J. Trump and Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. President Donald J. Trump and Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. So you got to ask yourself, is somebody doing something correct? Who's doing it? Who's doing it the right way and who's doing it the wrong way? Because if President Donald J. Trump was censored and silenced for everything that he did and everything that he stood for, then it sounds like Marjorie Taylor Greene is doing something right. Jeremy supposedly had a dream that Biden was going to have him killed. Is this true? I, don't, I haven't heard anything about that. Sounds like fake news to me. Sounds like fake news to me. But anyway, long story short, when you, have a, when you have an elected official who's sworn to uphold the Constitution and she says that she's happy about somebody getting censored and silenced, especially an elected official that just happens to have different ideas than she has, and it's not misleading. As a matter of fact, nine times out of ten when you're, when you're banned or suspended, you're literally quoting something that the CDC said or that the WHO said or that Biden himself said months prior. But now it's misinformation. But yet their videos are still allowed to stay up. And we're going to show a little bit about that today. Now, I never had tw- uh, Twitter. I mean, I, I had it, but I never used it. And then they banned me from it all at the same time as Facebook and everything else. But I will say, Getter is better. And Getter's coming in hot, folks. Millions and millions and millions of people signing up for Getter. Definitely run there because if you don't have a platform where you're allowed to speak the truth in 2022, 2023, and 2024, then you're going to be canceled as well. It's just a part of all. They want every single Trump supporter away from their platform. So let's give them what they want. And for those that are still there, make sure that you get these videos, like my videos, Bannon's videos, and, other, and, and others over on their platforms. Give them a little dose of reality, huh? Now, before we get into going to the Lord, I want to play you another, another video. And this next video is actually going to be from Marjorie Taylor Greene's visit with Tucker Carlson last night. Now, I don't play, excuse me, I don't play a lot of Tucker Carlson videos on this show, not because I don't like Tucker. I think Tucker's great. It's because I don't like Fox News. However, I do like Tucker, and I'm going to play a video from him today. And the reason why I'm playing this video today is because Tucker last night said the exact same thing that I said yesterday morning about weak Kevin McCarthy and the leadership that we have in the Republican Party. Check this out. Twitter just banned Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene for so-called COVID misinformation. Everything she said was supported by federal numbers. So what does this mean? It means that a sitting member of Congress has been silenced by a tech company. What is the Republican leadership doing about this? As one of their members, if you want to watch democracy being thwarted in real time, this is what it is. When an adjunct to one political party censors an elected member of another. And yet the Republican Party has done nothing to get Marjorie Taylor back on Twitter. Turns out she's still here, though not on that particular platform. Marjorie Taylor Greene, great to see you. 
Thank you. Good to see you, too. So I'm sorry, I don't want to pull you into any kind of internecine feud in the House with your colleagues or the leaders of the Republican Party. But i got to say, if they can take down a sitting president, silence him, and now a sitting, one of the most popular, judging by the polls, members of Congress, what, like they can just take down any Republican who strays outside the lines that they've drawn. Well, that, that's exactly what the American people know. And this is what uh, leadership should take serious in our Republican conference. You see, Americans are sick and tired of investigations that produce nothing. Well, yeah. No one ever gets held accountable. No one ever goes to jail. We don't have control right now. So Congress and Republicans in Congress can do nothing for the American people who have been silenced. But when a private company that is not elected by anyone in this country declares war on a sitting member of Congress and a sitting president who happen to be both from the Republican Party, it's up to our leadership and it's up to our conference to do something about it. So here's what I don't understand. And I don't, I, you know, this is just the, I'm trying to channel the frustration of, I think, of a lot of people. But Kevin McCarthy, California, super nice guy. He expects to be speaker. He will be because Republicans are going to take control, not because of what he did, because of what Biden screw ups, okay? He's about to be really powerful. He issued a statement saying, when we get in power, we're going to do something about Section 230. I'm confused. Why wouldn't a guy who thinks he should be Speaker of the House be defending members of his own conference by calling up Twitter and saying, you, you get her back on there right now or else we're going to punish you. This is censorship and we're not going to put up with it. Like, how can you lead a political party if you can't even do that? Well, that's what a lot of people are asking. But here's the situation, Tucker. I'm encouraging my entire conference. As a matter of fact, I'm asking all of them to leave Twitter because Twitter has declared, declared war on our party. And what are we going to do? Just sit there and go, oh, we're going to wait till we get the majority back. And then we're going to have investigations. And then when we get full control, are we going to pass laws to stop this? Nothing was done in the past right. and nothing has been done now. So what everyone needs to do is do. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go back. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that for a minute because she's exactly right, and Tucker's exactly right. Thank you for taking your cues from me. No, no, I'm just kidding. But let's 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 call a spade a spade here. Kevin McCarthy can't even stick up for members of his own party. So why would Kevin McCarthy be a good choice to stick up for all of us? Kevin McCarthy can't fight for the people in his own party when it comes to these social uh, media socialist media tech companies. That's what we're going to call them from now on. They're no longer social media. They're socialist media. What we belong to is social media. Getter is social media. Telegram is social media. Rumble is social media. True social will be social media. Meanwhile, Facebook is socialist media. YouTube is socialist media. Twitter is socialist media. Google is socialist platform. It's a socialist uh, search engine platform. She's right, he's right, and I'm right. Everybody should leave these platforms. We already know Rand Paul is completely done with YouTube. Rand Paul yesterday said, I am done with YouTube. I think it was the day before yesterday. He said, I'm done with YouTube. All of my videos are now going on Rumble. What are these echo chamber boring losers going to do when everybody that they go on there to hate all day long? Because let's face it, socialist media is nothing but hate. They go on there just to hate. They don't go on there to cheerlead. They don't go on there to make a difference. They don't go on there to change the world for a more positive way. They go on there just to hate. Matter of fact, last night on Getter, check this out. Last night on Getter, I was watching the Real America's Voice News live stream of my show last night, as well as I was watching it on Samsung Channel 1029. I like to check it out in all, all different places. Plus, I like to give myself a little boost there in ratings. Anyway, I was watching the live stream on Real America's Voice News. I think there was like 1,500 people watching on that live stream on Getter or something like that. 90% of the people on there 
Well, actually, to begin with, it was a great it was a great group of people, great people. And I jumped in there and I said, hey, guys, Jeremy Harrell hosted the show here. I just want to jump in and say hi to everybody. I was having some good conversations with somebody, uh, with a few people. And then all of a sudden it got taken over like it got taken over by who? By leftist trolls calling me fat, calling me stupid, all the childish stuff that doesn't bother me. But they were on there literally say, uh, putting the N word on there. They were like saying the N-word over and over again. They were saying they were going to kill people over and over again. They were saying that they were conservatives there to kill members of Congress. Like they were just putting the nastiest comments up ever. Like they do on Twitter. Like they do on Facebook. Like they do on Instagram. So that these things will be flagged on conservative pages and then get taken down. But it's not going to happen on Getter. So it let me know that the, the trolls and the, lefts, the leftists are following us to these platforms. Twitter, Facebook, and they live because of us. They're only alive because of us. The taxpayers, the people with the actual uh, money to spend in this country and spend it on the right things. And now we're going to take our money and we're going to take our, our, our teams and we're going to take our groups and we're going to take them elsewhere. And guess what happens then? Now that should happen, just like Marjorie said. But the other thing that should definitely happen is what Tucker said and what I said yesterday. These members of Congress, Kevin McCarthy, Steve Calise, Ronna McDaniel, all of them, they need to get on the phone, get on the horn and say, look, here's the deal. We are going to punish you, and we're going to take away 230 when we take the House, the Senate, and the presidency. You're done. Your days are numbered. You are done. And mark our words. It's happening. That's what should happen. But Kevin McCarthy can't even do that because he's nothing but a coward. And that's why he cannot be the Speaker of the House. He just cannot be the Speaker of the House. And, and Ted Cruz is talking about impeachment proceedings happening right away in November when we take over. I agree with that, and we're going to talk a little bit about what those impeachment uh, proceedings would look like and on what grounds would they impeach him, but we're never going to impeach anybody with Kevin McCoward driving the ship. That's never going to happen. We are never, ever, ever going to get anything done with Kevin McCarthy there. That is why we need to remove him. He can't even stick up for members in his own party, in his own conference, but yet he, he, you, you expect he's going to stick up for you and me? We don't even talk to him daily. People like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates, they can, they do. And he won't even stick up for them. The proof is in the pudding, everybody. The proof is in the pudding. Look, if you're watching this show right now, I'm just going to I'm just going to say it, cover your ears if you're a kid, share the hell out of this show. Share the hell out of this show and get as many lefty, loser, woke trolls in here as possible cuz they will follow us. And they will only make the show better because it'll give us that much fire, that much more fire to win everything, and then ultimately bring them to the Lord, right? And speaking of to the Lord, let's go to that now, huh? I need a little bit of, I need a little God. I need a little bit of word this morning. So let's get to the verse of the day. And I, and I titled today's verse of the day, a family that prays together stays together. I know you've heard that before. You've all heard that before. A family that prays together stays together. And this is what I wrote. I started the show off like the or the uh, the newsletter off with hello and good morning. Today's hump day, folks. We're halfway through the first week of the new year, and what a year it is about to be. A year of joy, a year of healing, a year of worship and fruition. God is showing up in big ways every day, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Aren't you? Aren't you glad to be part of all this? I know I am. After this next round of sending out Bibles, uh, we will start honoring our promise to send donors a little gift. This may take a while, but we will tackle it as soon as possible. My new address, if you're sending gifts or donations physically or anything else, books, whatever you want, Bibles, definitely Bibles. Uh, if you have some laying around, send them. 
Uh, my new address is LFA Media Company, P.O. Box 527, and you can see it scrolling in the bottom, P.O. Box 527, Claremont, New Hampshire, 03743. So from now on, please send anything that you have to send there, okay, folks? All right, here we go. The verse of the day, Nehemiah 1, 8, and 9. Remember, I pray the word that you commanded, your servant Moses, saying, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though some of you were cast out to the farthest part of the heavens, Yet I will gather them from there and bring them back to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. Let's go back to the beginning part of that. If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, then even the ones that are scattered to the farthest parts of heaven, I will bring back so that you will rejoice and I will dwell there with you. Now, I know this verse isn't talking about families leaving home because they are apart from God. But this specific verse spoke to me this morning about, um, about such a thing that happens all the time. I couldn't tell you how many messages that I get daily from all of you asking me to pray for them and their family members that have been separated. A son, a daughter, maybe a sister or a brother, maybe a mother or a father. Many people have families that are broken. People get addicted to drugs and go down a path that you cannot follow. People get in bad relationships, could be your son or daughter, and remove themselves from you or any support system they have as they get caught up in a whirlwind of bad decisions. Bad decision after bad decision, which keeps them away from the people who love them and support them and the people that would help them. For whatever reason, your family is not intact. Just remember that the family that prays together stays together. And have strong faith in the Lord as a whole. And are always happy and are always intact. While families like the, most, like, like, uh, like the one that most of us grew up in, like I grew up in, struggle and fight over every little thing to the point where there is a wedge that is drove so deep between everyone that it seems impossible to remove and or repair. But there is good news. There is good news. And that is through Christ all things are possible. It's never on our timetable, though, but God says in this verse that if you return to him and keep his commandments, even though some people have been cast out to the farthest parts of the earth and the heavens, he can bring them back to you. He has the ability, so why not ask him to do it? Why not just pray and ask him to do it? With God at the center of our lives, nothing is impossible and nothing is bad. All things are good because God has given them to us, even our situations and positions that we might find ourselves in. And having said all that, let's pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I know there's a lot of people out there going through these hard times. And just remember, the more you can get your family back to the word of God, the more your family will come back together and the better off everybody will be. Donnie C., this goes to whoever runs against Kevin McCoward. Donnie C., God bless you, and thank you so much for that donation. You are a true patriot and a true man of God. All right, folks, let's get to the Lord's Prayer. If you're wearing your hat, please remove said hat, and let's all go to the Lord in prayer to start to show off like we do every day. We're now 19 minutes past the hour. Usually we like to get that part done, but you know what? I'm not rushing God. I'm not rushing God's word. It is what it is, and we're going to have joy in this 2022. 
So here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We're going to experience a revival in 2022, you guys. We are going to experience a revival. And big shout out, by the way, to Real America's Voice News. Because they will be um, attending and, uh, and broadcasting from the revival event coming up this coming weekend. This network that, that, that I've partnered with, Real America's Voice News. You guys, I would not have done this unless these people were, were, were children of God, and everybody is. Literally everybody that I've talked to at Real America's Voice News, from show hosts to producers, one thing is a common denominator, and everybody is a child of God. It's a great feeling, and it's a great thing to be a part of. Okay, here we go, folks. First and foremost section of the day. You ready? Let's get a slurp in real quick. Everybody, raise up your coffee cups, and let me get one big slurp out of you, even if you're in, a, in the house alone. Let's do it. Here we go. Gotta love coffee, right? All right, here we go. First and foremost section of the day. President Trump canceling the January 6th news conference that he was expected to have tomorrow. Why did he do it? I know a lot of people are bummed about this. I am bummed too. I'm actually really bummed. What I'm really mostly bummed about this is because it seems like he let Lindsey Graham into his ear, okay? How do I say this? Okay, there's good things and there's bad things about this. Let's Let's go down the bad things first, okay? The bad things that, that, that come because of this, cancel, uh, this cancellation is Donald J. Trump needs to be a fighter now more than ever. He needs to be fierce, and he needs to be in complete opposition of the fake news media, the January 6th unselect committee, the fake administration, and the entire commie crap party. Donald Trump needs to rise up, and he needs to be a fierce fighter coming into 2022. Now, he made the decision to postpone these remarks to January 6th and we'll get I mean till excuse me till January 15th when he's doing the uh, rally in Arizona and we'll get to that in a minute. But the the bad thing about this is is Donald J Trump still has bad people bending his ear. Okay? We know that a lot of the a lot of the uh, the mistakes that were made in, in, in Trump's administration, and there wasn't many of them, don't get me wrong. I am 1,000% behind Trump and his decisions, no matter what. What he did for this country, the promises that he, uh, that he came through on, to me, will forever hold a special place in my heart because of what he did for this country. That doesn't mean that I can't agree, uh, disagree with him on some things. I disagree, kind of, with canceling uh, this, this uh, press conference. And only on the basis of that he let Lindsey Graham get in his ear. And again, it just shows that he has people around him that I do not trust. And Trump needs to start going with his gut more often. That is what I just truly feel. That's my opinion. I believe when Trump is off the screen and he's go- when he goes with his gut, that is the best Trump that we get. Right there. 100%. 100% the best Trump we get is off script and going with his gut. That is the American Trump. That is the patriotic Trump, the Christian, uh, the Christian man that he's become. That is the Trump that we all love 
and admire. However, when you're in a position like President Trump with this January 6th weaponized uh, committee coming after him in every single way possible, you have to understand what a press conference tomorrow would do. So again, my only gripe with this is that Lindsey Graham was the one that literally bended his ear and said that nothing good politically or legally can come from this. I disagree with the politically part. I agree with the legal part because President Trump gets up there tomorrow. If he got up there and did that news conference tomorrow, the first thing that would happen is all the press would be there. And President Trump would he had invited all the press, so everybody would be there. CNN, MSNBC, um, all of them. They'd all be there. And you remember the press conferences when, when Donald J. Trump was coming out every day, giving us a daily press conference when it came to COVID. You had these, these immature crybaby scumbags that belong to these news stations literally shouting out rude, nasty things. And when President Trump would try to answer these questions, they would, number one, twist everything he said, which is what they do. And number two, a lot of times they'd cut him right off while he's trying to answer the question. They'd be like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but what about this? But what about this? So it would have been a crap show as it uh, pertains to the mainstream media being there because they want to control the narrative. So in a setting where President Trump has these kind of, uh, of, of losers around him, he cannot control the narrative. He just can't in a news press conference like that where all of these um, fake news uh, uh, reporters are going to be. Where he can control the narrative is at a rally where he can speak for two hours. So this was a calculated strategy by President Trump to say, okay, what do they have against me and what is their biggest weapon going into 2022 to get rid of me? And that is January 6th. The January 6th uh, fiasco that happened last year Regardless of what happens this year with us exposing Nancy Pelosi and the feds and everybody that was involved in it, this is the only real threat to Donald J. Trump. And it's not even really that much of a threat, but you see how much they're digging into this kind of stuff and bringing in Sean Hannity now. and all. That won't go anywhere. By the way, that whole stuff with Sean Hannity, that's not going to go anywhere. But, but there was also word that people were going to start staging riots around the country. This isn't being reported either. There, were, there was word, there was intel coming in that Democrats were going to pretend to be Trump supporters like they were when governor, um, when uh, the, the governor race was going on in, in, in Virginia and you had all those fake Trump supporters stand out there at a Yunkin campaign and they pretended that they were the, uh, the Charlottesville, uh, you know, uh, Tiki Torch. Uh, white supremacist people, there were reports coming in that this was going to happen all over the country. It was going to be another staged event. And when President Trump took the uh, took to the uh, the microphone to do his speech, that is when things were start to were going to start to commence. So there's a lot of things that can't that could go wrong with President Trump doing a January 6th news conference tomorrow. And the other thing, too, folks, is he had everybody riled up. He had Joy Reid. He had Ray, uh, Richard Maddow. He had uh, Anderson Pooper, Don Lemon. All of these people were up in arms because Donald J. Trump was going to do this thing tomorrow. And then he canceled it on him, which threw them into a hissy fit as well. A lot of calculated strategy here, folks. And none of us are right and none of us are wrong. Okay? None of us are right and none of us are wrong when, it said, when we say he should do it and he shouldn't do it. Because there's just too much at stake here. So apparently what Donald Trump is going to do is he's going to take his remarks that he was going to make tomorrow and he's going to hold them and postpone them for the rally in Arizona on January 15th. And supposedly what we were going to hear tomorrow was his take on that day after his speech. 
at the ellipse on his take and his words from his point of view on what happened. And apparently he was also going to really dive into the fact that he and others warned Nancy Pelosi that they should have extra security. And Nancy Pelosi is fully in charge of the security of that Capitol building. So, again, you guys, you have to understand, good and bad would have come of this. Good and bad would have come of this, okay? So I don't, uh, the only thing I do not agree with is keeping people like Lindsey Graham around you. Get rid of Kevin McCarthy. Get rid of people like Lindsey Graham. Get rid of these weak, spineless cowards who are nothing but uniparty, swamp donkey rhinos. Get rid of them. Get them away from your inner circle because they are never going to be good for you. They are never going to be good for you. They have their reputations because they are weak and because they play politics. President Trump, you don't play politics. You go for the jugular, you go with your gut, and you do, and you control that narrative, and you fight these dogs like you've never fought them before. However, when it comes to canceling this tomorrow, I understand why he did it. And I understand what they would have used. They would have used that tomorrow for the next six months, you guys, up until the election. They would have used every piece of footage from tomorrow, and it would have been more ammo for them to attack him with for the next six months or leading all the way up until November. And it's just something that we don't need. So that's where we are, and that is why President Trump canceled his meeting tomorrow. Now, Outside of the Lindsey Graham part of it for the strategic uh, legal reasons, because these people, these January 6th committee will use everything you say against you. And then that's 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 no joke. So for that, I am going to give President Donald J. Trump the Smarty Award of the day here on Live from America, because I think it was a good strategic move for him to do. And not only do I agree that it was a good strategic move for him to do, you guys, I, I, I also agree that it keeps the left guessing. They have no idea. They have no idea what to make of this. They don't know why he did it, so they're going to come out and say he's, he knows he's wrong. Whatever. Good. You keep guessing. You keep playing the guess game and put that on your network. You put guesses and speculation and assumptions on your network and we'll continue to keep being busy. See what I mean? So... That's basically where we're going to end on that uh, first and foremost section of today. Now, I want to move on to something that I think that every network, Real America's Voice News, Newsmax, um, OAN, Right Side Broadcasting, um, and, and, and you know what? I'm even calling on Fox News to do this too. Last year, CNN, fake news, right? Where are they? Here we go. Honestly, it's fake news. It's fake. It's fake news, Freddie. Come on now. Thanks for giving us your view, views. And you don't want to know something before I get into this? This guy, Freddie, that everybody has a problem with on Rumble and on, and on Getter. I was talking with my mother about Freddie this morning. Freddie, you were a topic of the conversation this morning. And what I want to say is the reason why you're still around isn't because people like arguing with you or, or anything like that. It's because your soul is screaming out for help. Your soul is screaming out for a moral position, a moral compass. And I believe that's why you're here every day. So I want to let you know that we are here to open our arms to you. And if you would ever like to have an actual uh, a debate on left and right policies, I'm sure there's plenty of us on this thread, including myself, that would love to have that with you. But I truly believe your soul is screaming out for God, for the gospel, for good people, for love, 
for family. I believe you don't feel like you belong anywhere. And right here is where you belong, sir. So thank you so very much. We love you. All right, getting on to this. The death ticker. CNN had a death ticker up all of 2020 for how many people died under President Donald J. Trump's watch about, uh, uh, I mean, of coronavirus, right? Every time somebody died, oh, that ticker would, uh, uh, another person died under President Donald J. Trump. He is responsible for this. That's what they said all of 2020. And as soon as Donald J. Trump left the White House, they took that death ticker down. I am calling for every single news station to put that death ticker back up. That's what I'm calling for. And why? Let's get to the numbers. Hey, Freddie, you listening? Let's get to the numbers. Here we go. <clears throat> death ticker for Biden. We're going to start adding that to this show as soon as we get it up, okay? And I, and I call on everybody to do it. Um, and this is only going to add to the impeachment charges that are coming to him in November of this year. But if we go by the thought process of the left, look, I don't believe this many people. I don't believe half of the people that the CDC uh, claimed died from COVID actually died from COVID. But let's, let's think like the left for a minute. Let's go down the thought process and the troll hole of the left and let's think like they do for a minute. If we go by the thought process of the left, Biden is personally, 100% personally responsible for 205,513 people dead in America. All in all, more Americans have died under Biden's watch with a vaccine than those that died under Trump's watch without a vaccine. You ready for the real numbers here? When, when President Trump was in office, 385,361 people had died of, quote, COVID. 385,361. Remember that. Supposedly died of COVID under Trump's watch. But under Biden's watch, a total of 405,769 people have died. Americans have died. That beats President Donald J. Trump by 20,000 people with a vaccine all year long. Now, the reason why I said he's directly responsible for only 205,513 of those is because of this video that I'm about ready to show you right now. Now, I want to be clear about what the CDC is saying and what the CDC is not saying. The CDC is saying they have concluded that fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated... Let's take this all the way back. Check this out. I want you to hear what he says in the beginning here. I want to be clear about what the CDC is saying and what the CDC is not saying. The CDC is saying they have concluded that fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated... You no longer need to wear a mask. Really? Let me repeat. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. But if you've not been vaccinated, or if you're getting a two-shot vaccine, and you've not gotten your, you only had your first shot, but not your second, or you haven't waited the full two weeks after your second shot, you still need to wear a mask. Look, we've gotten this far. 
please protect yourself. All right, well, there we go. He said at the beginning of May 2021 that if you have been fully vaccinated, which is two shots, there was no boosters then, then you no longer need to wear a mask. So what did the majority of Americans do? They went out like sheep. They got vaccinated. This was before any mandates or any OSHA stuff like that. A majority of Americans went out and got vaccinated. To this day, right now, a vast majority of Americans have been vaccinated. Over 70% where they said we needed to get to in order to have herd immunity, we're past that, have been vaccinated. And a large portion of the country has been boosted. But yet there's more deaths in 2021 than there was in 2020. So can you imagine if Donald J. Trump had sat there in the Rose Garden and said, you no longer need to wear a mask if you've been double vaccinated. Your risk is so low. And now a majority of the people that who, who are catching COVID, not saying hospitalized, the majority of the people are, who are catching COVID are vaccinated people. Why? Because that mRNA vaccine weakened their immune system. And that is why we have more deaths under Biden with a vaccine than we had under Trump without a vaccine because people still had strong immune systems back then and they were fighting off this man-made flu. In 2021, they weren't because their, weak, their immune systems were weakened by this vaccine. More people are infected with COVID-19 today than at any time in the history, and this is under Biden with a vaccine. So he is responsible from that moment on for 205,513 deaths. And how I got to that number was I took the total amount of deaths in 2021 and I reduced January, February, March, and April, which brought me from 405,769 to 205,513 because from that moment when he said, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If you're thinking like a liberal, if you're thinking with the le- uh, like the left and you're using their numbers, their statistics, their facts, right? Their facts then Biden is personally responsible for 205,513 deaths. He might as well be Hitler. He might as well be Hitler. So we're going to put the death ticker back up. That death ticker will be back up here on Live from America until they admit that COVID isn't what they said it was and until they stop with the lockdowns, stop with pushing the boosters and the vaccines, and stop with the mask mandates. And I call on every single news station in the country that has a half a brain in their head to do the same thing. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. And again, this is only going to add to his impeachment proceedings, uh, impeachment tr- uh, charges that come on, uh, on November 4th of 2022, because that's happening. Ted Cruz has confirmed that that's happening as soon as they take over the House and the Senate. Now, before we get into that, before we get into talking about impeachment, I want to go to jeremyherald.com for a minute because we're up to almost 280 businesses. Almost 280 businesses on the America Strong Company page, and I want to highlight a business today. So let's go ahead and do that. Freedom Classic Outdoors. This is one of the new businesses on the American Strong Business directory page. So when you go here, this business is in um, Wisconsin. It's in uh, uh, Euclid, Wisconsin. And if you go to their website, which I actually have pulled up here, this is what they do. Freedom Classic Outdoors. Now you can actually order online as well, where everything 
is made in the USA. And scroll down here and you can see. There you go. You have bison and elk venison snack sticks. You got personal lighting equipment. Made in the USA pocket knives. Zippo windproof lighters. They got silent slide hunter safety belts. I mean, this is awesome. This is, this is why we created this page. Again, I don't know who these people are. I have no affiliation with them whatsoever. But it was a business as I was scrolling through the American Strong Business Directory. It was a business that stuck out to me as being awesome. And I said, you know what? We got to highlight that business. So big shout out to Freedom Classics Outdoors in Euclid, Wisconsin. And uh, you guys should check them out, especially if you're outdoors people or you're hunters. All made in America products. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. All right, let's get back to the impeachment proceedings that are, begin- that are going to happen this November when we take over everything, okay? Uh, what it would look like. What would an impeachment proceeding look like and what charges would we, what grounds would we be impeaching resident Biden and vice resident cackling Kamala Harris on? Probably the most notable of all of the, uh, of the charges is the southern border. That is probably the most notable and the most provable is that his dereliction of duty, like the January 6th unselect committee likes to say, his negligence, his dereliction of duty, but I'm going to take it one step further and to say his aiding and abetting of every single person walking across that border is a felony. Every single person. He took an oath to the office of the presidency of the United States, which was to secure our safety. And when you are aiding and abetting child sex trafficking, when you're aiding and abetting uh, drug trafficking, when you're aiding and abetting people coming over in droves with Biden shirts on, when you're giving them taxpayer money, uh, dispersing them throughout the country without governor's permissions, putting that burden on the taxpayer, and when you have people being murdered and raped and houses being broken into, all of this crime that's happened because of the southern border, that is probably the most provable the most notable and will ultimately probably be the most likely uh, that, that gets Biden and Harris impeached because they have aided and abetted. That is not even a question. That's not even a question. They stopped paying for the wall. They ended up paying all these contractors to, ab- to do absolutely nothing. And all of the materials that were bought to finish that wall are rotting in the sun in the desert. That is probably the most notable and most provable way that we can impeach this loser and loser number two. So before we get into the other um, grounds for impeachment, let me play you a little clip, an audio clip from Ted Cruz. Listen to this. But, But I think the Democrats cross that line. I think there'll be enormous pressure on a Republican House to begin impeachment proceedings. I think there are uh, potentially multiple grounds to consider for impeachment. Probably the most compelling uh, is the utter lawlessness of of President Biden's refusal to enforce the border, his his decision to just defy federal immigration laws and allow two million people to come here unimpeded in, in direct contravention of his obligation under Article two of the Constitution to take care that the laws be faithfully executed. That's probably the strongest grounds right now for impeachment, but there may be others. Okay, now I saw somebody in the comment section say it's never going to happen. You need two thirds of the Senate to do this. Yeah, exactly. So how is that not going to happen if we completely crush in November? 
especially if Manchin comes over to the Republican side, which is starting to look more and more like a reality. And we're going to talk about that today in today's show. Let's say, let's just say, let's just say for argument's sake that Manchin switches parties. Now we have a controllable Senate. We are 51 to 49. Okay. Let's just say that happens. And let's say we win nine seats in November. And we, over, and we take the Senate over. Not only take the Senate over, but have a majority in the Senate. How is that not possible then? Because we don't need a single Democrat then. If we get up to 60 senators, we don't need a single Democrat. We got it right there. Boom. See you later. And you know we're going to crush it in the House. You know we're going to overtake the House. The House is the easy one. The Senate is the hard one. So how can that not happen? I believe it's 100% within our reach of happening. Now, all of this is going on while the decertification process is going on in Arizona, about to be in Georgia, which we're also going to talk about here in a little bit. So all of this is happening. This is going to be a good year. Stop with the negative stuff. I understand that it's a reality that this stuff might not happen, but it's also a reality that it will happen. And it's a very, very, very good chance that what I'm telling you can happen. It's right there within our grasp. All we have to do is completely take over the House and the Senate. And if we get 60 senators, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Anyway, guys, I want to talk about the other uh, grounds for impeachment here, so let's go ahead and bring those up real quick. The other grounds for impeachment would be Afghanistan, right? The botched pullout of Afghanistan leaving $85 billion worth of military equipment to the enemy, aiding and abetting the enemy and killing American soldiers, running us out of there like weak cowards. Bruce Carroll says, no good year. It's time to repent. Disagree on the good year. Agree on the repenting. So Afghanistan is definitely an impeachable offense, knowing what would happen in aiding and abetting the enemy. What about all of the stuff that he's involved in with Hunter Biden and the laptop from hell? What about that? What about all of the stuff that the federal government, the DOJ, and the FBI has been hiding about Hunter Biden and the laptop from hell? Everything in that laptop, Joe Biden is connected to, is in connection with, and is in a partnership with his crackhead, Cheeto-smoking son. What about the laptop from hell? So you have all these Democrats saying, for what? For what? For what would you impeach him for? Well, how about those? And let's not forget about the creme de la creme being involved in stealing an election, a national presidential election. What about that? What about being illegitimately in the White House and instructing people to destroy election records before 22 months? What about that? Is that not a felony? We could keep going, but those are probably the four most notable ways that we would impeach a resident Biden with a majority of the Senate and with a majority of the House. That's what I'm fighting for. Are you with me? Or are we just going to sit around and complain about gas prices being too high? Just going to sit around and complain about shelves being empty. Just going to sit around and complain that nothing ever happens and no one's in jail. It's exactly, that is exactly what the Democrats thought we were going to do on January 20th of 2021. They thought we were going to sit on our hands and do absolutely nothing like this old Republican Party has always done. They thought we were going to put our tail between our legs. 
They were going to call us racists and bigots, and they were going to ride off into the sunset, and nobody was going to do anything to them about it. Well, guess what? Guess what? A few of us out there decided, nope, not happening. And guess what? The millions of people that are with the few of us out there decided, hey, you know what? Maybe these guys are right. Guess what happened? We took over school boards and ran the DOJ away. Guess what happened? We exposed critical race theory. Guess what happened? We found a blueprint on how you win even with the cheating in Virginia. Guess what happened? We changed election laws in three of the five swing states and probably coming to be number four very soon moving forward. Guess what happened? We pulled back the curtain and exposed every single trick in their book. And now they're trying to cheat and get rid of the filibuster so that they can actually win an election again. I'm here to fight. Whether we are in control or whether we are not in control, I am here to fight because I am a warrior and a soldier for God and I am a warrior and a soldier for this country. I'm a warrior and a soldier for my family and I will be damned if I'm going to sit back and watch gas prices go through the roof, inflation go through the roof, savings go under the uh, go down the drain, people suffering because they can't keep a job, quitting, losing their job, getting fired, people suffering constantly because this government has got their boot on their throat, not happening. People ask me, why'd you leave your six-figure-a-year tech job to do this and struggle and hope that you make enough donations in a month to make a living because this is what God called me to do. That's why. I don't give a damn about a six-figure salary if I can make a difference in this country for my kids, your kids, and our grandkids. Amen? And let's talk about that. Let's talk about them trying to steal this election because now... Now they, they, they know what's about to happen. Now that they know what we're going to do when we take over, they're going to do anything to stop this from happening. And they can't do it with COVID anymore. They just can't. It's not going. That dog doesn't hunt in 2022. The COVID dog does not hunt in 2022. So the only extra thing they can do is HR1. Federalize the elections as the only possible solution for them. Now you think about that. Think about that. They have the House. They have the presidency and they have the Senate. Go back to my show last week where I rambled off every single thing that they failed on holding every single one of those positions, holding the House, holding the Senate, holding the presidency, and they couldn't get a damn thing accomplished except through executive order. We did that. And now we are sitting here in the beginning of 2022 sitting here in the beginning of 2022, and their last hope is to federalize the elections. Think about that. Think about what I just said. Their last hope to hold on to the power that they stole and took away illegally and illegitimately is hinging on HR1 because that COVID dog is not going to hunt in 2022. So now, no more talk about being discouraged, okay? Because the things that I just told you and the things that I've laid out over the last two weeks shows that we are definitely, definitely winning. Now, Senator Joe Manchin and Senator Kirsten Sinema, they're holding the line. And who would have ever thought that God would be putting all of our hope on two Democrats, at least for the rest of 2022, until we get to November? Those are the, those are the people holding the line. Those are the hope for this country right now. Do I trust them? Not as far as I can throw Rosie O'Donnell, but I trust God. And you can't beat God. I want everybody in the audience wearing one of these hats or wearing one of these shirts in 2022. Representing the person that you can't beat. 
and that's God. You can't cheat, and that's God. You can't steal from, and that's God. I want to show you how desperate they are. When it, you want to see the last hope? You want to see their last hope? You want to see it in action? I'm going to show you right now how desperate they are with a series of videos. The first I video that I'm going to play for you is coming from none other than crying, lying Chuck Schumer while he graces his presence on the Joy Reid show. Watch how desperate they are to, get, to end the filibuster so they can pass H.R. 1. So well, well, let me, if let we me, can't get Republicans, if we can't get Republicans to join us, we are exploring a variety of different rules changes. Uh, and we will we are working and trying to get all 50 Democrats, including Senators Manchin and Sinema, to go along with those rules changes, because if we don't change the rules, the Republicans will block this and our democracy could be at risk and even wither in very real in real ways. They want, because they can't get their way on every judge, to change the rules in midstream, to wash away 200 years of history. They want to make this country into a banana republic. It'll be a doomsday for democracy if we do. So, well, well, let me, all right, so there you go. Republic- there you go. You see, he said, if we allow Republicans to hold the line, then we need to change the rules. Literally said, we need to change the rules because Republicans are going to win in 2022. He didn't say those exact words, but that's exactly what he meant. So from 2005 saying, you can't do this. This is not democracy. Well, I got something to tell you, moron. We're not a democracy. We're a republic. We're not a democracy. We are a republic. And here he is talking to Joy Reid saying, well, if the Republicans aren't going to do what we want them to do, we're going to change the rules. You're not going to change those rules without Kirsten Cinema and uh, and Joe Manchin. Now, getting back to the um, the the winning 60 seats, somebody asked if we win nine, that only gives us 59. Where's the other one coming from? I said if we can if we can talk Joe Manchin into switching parties, which we'll talk about in a minute, and win nine seats, that would give us 60. Yes, you need 66. You need two thirds. But at least if we have 60, we can get a lot done, and we'll worry about those other six when we get there. We'll worry about that bridge when we come to it. Let's worry about the bridges that we need to cross first, and we'll worry about those other six votes when we get there, okay? Now, I want to bring you back even further to Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein Obama said something similar to what Crying Chuck Schumer just said way back in the day as well about ending the filibuster. Check this out. But the American people sent us here to be their voice. They understand that those voices can at times become loud and argumentative, but they also hope that we can disagree without being disagreeable. And at the end of the day, they expect both parties to work together to get the people's business done. What they don't expect is for one party, be it Republican or Democrat, to change the rules in the middle of the game so that they can make all the decisions while the other party is told to sit down and keep quiet. The American people want less partisanship in this town, but everyone in this chamber knows that if the majority chooses to end the filibuster, if they choose to change the rules and put an end to democratic debate, then the fighting and the bitterness and the gridlock will only get worse. I understand that Republicans are getting a lot of pressure to do this from factions outside the chamber. But we need to rise above the ends justify the means mentality because we're here to answer to the people, 
all of the people, not just the ones that are wearing our particular party label. Well, I agree, Barack Hussein Obama. And the reason why I'm showing you guys this is that these videos aren't going to make a damn bit of difference when it comes to actually voting. <clears throat> but they do give you ammo. They do give you ammo when you're talking with people who may be swayed away from the Democrats if you show them how much of a hypocrite these people really are. How much of a hypocrite these people really are. Now, somebody else said that Joe Manchin will not switch to Republican because Joe Manchin has too much power as a Democrat. Now, talking to somebody who doesn't know any better, that argument might make sense. Thank you so, so, uh, so very much, Beth Poole. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for that uh, dollar donation. But I, I, I disagree there. I, I, I think that he's been, he, look, he's already having talks with Mitch McConnell. He's already having talks with other Republicans, Ted Cruz and more. And I think that the Republicans would give him more power as a Democrat, I mean, as a Republican, than he has as a Democrat. I see them offering him uh, committee chairmanship, which brings you a lot of power. I see them offering him a lot more to switch sides. Now, I want to talk quickly about um, ex-Democrat uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Van Drew. Remember him? Remember Jeff Van Drew when he switched from Democrat to Republican a few years back? He's talking to Joe Manchin right now. They're having meetings, and he is telling Joe Manchin, he's like, look, that labor party, that Democrat labor party that we're for everyone, that has left us. That's why I left the Democratic Party. And since becoming a Republican, everything has made much much more sense, and, and, and I feel like I'm actually doing better uh, for my constituents. He's having talks with Joe Manchin and trying to coax him to the other side. And as long as Joe Manchin continues to say I'm not voting for um, uh, broke back Biden, the build back better deal, then he's definitely not going to vote to get rid of the filibuster because if they get rid of the filibuster, they already have BBB. We have to read between the lines with these moronic politicians on both sides and understand how these people play the game behind the closed doors. Thank you, Nolan Wallace. God bless you. And thank you, Patsy. I appreciate it. So you guys, we have to take everything into consideration as we move into 2022. Nothing is off the table and nothing is going to be the way it seems ever again. We are going to change everything. We're going to change this Republican Party. We're going to change the way politics are done in this, in this country and everything starting in 2022. Patriot 6774 says, became a monthly donor for you last month. Love what you do. Love your show. Keep up the great work and donated $5. God bless you, sir. All right, moving on. I want to, since we, since we, uh, since we just played uh, a video with, with Joy Reid in it, not that you want to see more of her, but she went on a tirade and on a rant. And I want to show you, I want to play for you what she said about white Christians. I want to show you her racism on full display. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Joy Reid throwing a temper tantrum, but showing her racism, showing her hate for the Constitution, showing her hate for America. Check this out. And then there is this other version of citizenship, which essentially says that the purpose of a society is not to advance the lot of us, but really to advance me and people like me. And I have no obligation to the greater society because anyone other than me should not be my problem. It's a really extreme form of great man libertarianism. It's Ayn Randism mixed with fascism plus a Brazil and Moscow chaser. So if people are poor or hungry, that's on them. I don't want to pay a penny more in taxes to help. 
Hell, if I play my cards right, I might be the next Bezos and take pleasure trips to space. Now, if I choose, I'll give to charity because that will make me feel good and me look good. But you can't make me help other people. That's right. It's a version of citizenship that depends not just on toddler level selfishness, but on the existence of a group of special citizens who must always win and be appeased in order for things to be, quote, fair. And secondary citizens and non-citizens whose feelings just do not count. It's a society designed to make me, the member of the special citizen group, and people like me, feel good all the time. And who are these special citizens? Why, they're white so-called Christian conservatives who feel like this country was built by them for them. And so everyone but them needs to suck it up and let them have their way or else. And their party, the Republicans, have gone from pretending to be the party of personal responsibility to unmasking themselves as the party of selfish people who cannot play well with others. <laughs> and even, they even have their own cable networks. Plus something called Getter, which kind of sounds like porn. Moving on. Anywho, I'm an old Star Trekkie, you know, old Trekkie, love Star Trek. So they kind of remind me Watch what she says of Charlie here. from that classic Star Trek episode. You know, the annoying alien incel who destroys everything around him whenever he doesn't get his way. So the special citizen says, I don't want to wear a mask. And if you try to make me, I'll attack those low-wage clerks at the store or at the Burger King. And I don't want to get vaccinated either. If people get sick from me, anyway, oh well, I've had problem. enough of Joy Joe Reid. So first of all, what about black Christians that built this country? Joy Reid, did they, did they not exist? Did they not exist? What about the Irish, who, yes, happened to be white, but were persecuted probably just as much as the blacks in this country? What about the black, the Irish, the European... The South American, the African American. What about all them who helped build this country? Did they not exist? Hey, Joy Reid, what about capitalism? What about capitalism? You're, 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 you're dumping all over Jeff Bezos, which normally I would have no problem doing, but you're mad because he's spending his money to take space rides? Joy Reid, I would love to see your personal income. I would love to see what you do with your money. I would love to see the charity that you actually donate to. I would actually like to see the thousands of dollars that come out of your million-dollar paycheck to help other people while you're sitting there crying that we should help other people. What you are, what you are describing, Joy, Liss, <laughs> is communism and socialism. We are not that. And guess what? We're also not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic that lives under a capitalistic system which has created the greatest country that the world has ever known that has pulled more people out of poverty than the world has ever seen and offered and given freedom to more people than any other country has ever done on the face of this planet in its entirety. But you don't like that, do you? No, you don't like that. Let's buy Joy Reid one of those tickets to one-way socialist country, says Netsky, as they donated 20 bucks. Thank you so very much. But again, these people hate, they hate capitalism. They hate the Constitution. They hate the Republic. That's why they're always calling it a democracy. That's why they're always uh, calling for socialism. And that's why none of them ever have a clue. They never have a clue. We're almost done here, folks, okay? I just want to give you a couple updates on the election fraud in Georgia. And... Uh, um, well, let's just go right to that right now. Let's just go right to that right now. Big update on the Georgia fraud, folks. Okay, here's the deal. Subpoenas are flying today. Subpoenas are flying today. Now, I want to give you... Teresa, that's okay. Let me stop for a minute. Let me pause for a minute. Teresa, that is okay. She says, I'd like to send money, but I'm too broke. That is okay. 
That is fine. Life from America isn't here to make anybody go broke. Life from America is literally here because the people that could afford for, to build this show built the show. They built this studio. They put my fat butt sitting in this seat every day. You guys have built Live from America, and for those who could, you financially helped. For those who couldn't, you helped in other ways. Sharing, being here, learning, saying the Lord's Prayer with us, sending Bibles. Don't think for a minute, because you might not have enough money to send Live from America, that, 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 that it hurts anybody. It, it doesn't hurt anybody. We as a collective group wanted a news show that gave us the truth every single day from a gospel point of view, and you built one. And I just happen to be the guy that's sitting on this side of the camera looking in the lens. We love you. And, and here's the other thing. Before we go to this Georgia thing, I also want to tell Freddie. Freddie, if you really are contemplating suicide and you're not just messing with people, we just want you to know, man, no matter what you said politically, we love you, man. And I'm not just saying that. We are a caring group of people here. If you want to be part of what we're doing here, then just say so. And if you need help, let us know. We'll help you no matter what mean things you said. And if you're just doing that to get this kind of reaction out of me, well, then you know what? God bless you, sir. Now let's move on to this Georgia stuff. Yesterday I told you that Brad Raffensperger and Gabriel Sterling and the attorney general there literally had no choice but to open up this investigation. And actually, um, this is a criminal investigation based on the snitch, based on the video footage, based on the cell phone pings, and literally there was no way out of this. There was no way out of this, but I do have some updates for you today. Number one, Brian Kemp. This was brought to Brian Kemp with the snitch's testimony. This was brought to Brian Kemp, and you know what Brian Kemp said? This is, this, I feel so sorry for the people of Georgia. Brian Kemp literally said, we don't want anything to do with it. Take it down to the Secretary of State. That's his job. They literally booted this right out of the governor's office. They took it to Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, who's in charge of the election and how it is run in this state, which means that it really falls on him. Brian Kemp really got somebody to throw under the bus there, didn't he? Even though that guy's a scumbag. But it fell on him and he had no choice. Why? I'm going to tell you why. Here's the evidence that I did not tell you yesterday because I did not know it yesterday, but I I know it now. Number one, when this agreement to have drop boxes was was agreed upon, guess who was involved in that? Brian Kemp, Brad Raffensperger, Gabriel Sterling, and... Stacey Abrams, this deal that they made behind closed doors made it possible to have drop boxes in Georgia. However, however, there was a caveat to all of that. Number one, they had to have cameras in them. Forgot about the camera footage, didn't you, Kemp? Didn't you, Stacey Abrams? They had to have cameras in them, number one. Number two, only people who actually were the ones that were voting or people who had permission to drop off votes for a specific person because they were sick had the ability to put those, dro- put those ballots in there, to put those votes in there. Anybody that did it outside of that makes that vote, makes that ballot, makes that uh, particular vote null and void, completely illegal and cannot be counted. That's another thing that I found out. Here's another thing. I, this goes to Stacey Abrams. By the way, the money that was paid for this goes all the way up to Stacey Abrams. I don't believe this is a Brian Kemp uh, uh, paid for it or, or Brad Ravensburger paid for it. However, they made this agreement with Stacey Abrams and Stacey Abrams' money paid for this. Now, check this out. The guy that's the whistleblower, his name has not been released yet. Why? Because, and this is so smart. This is, this is so smart. 
from True the Vote and their lawyers to not release this per- these people's names. Because if they release these people's names, then guess who can get to them? See what I'm saying? Guess who can get to them and change their minds? Big shout out to True the Vote and their lawyers for not releasing these names. But they have it all. They have, they have the video testimony. They have everything written down. They had witnesses there. This guy literally blew the whole thing apart. Now check this out. Remember I told you yesterday there was 5,500 uh, visits made to these drop boxes by roughly 250 people from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. And that they were paid $10 per ballot. And then I said that even if they had $10, even if they had 10 ballots per person per drop, that's well over 50,000. Well, folks, we think it might be up to the million. Check this out. More news that I just got today. The one specific snitch said that he made $45,000 in a five-month period of time. He made $45,000 leading up to the election and, of course, the election night. $45,000 at $10, at $10 a ballot. So if you're getting $10 a ballot and you yourself made $45,000, A, who paid you? Where'd the money come from? And B, do the math. Do the math on how many ballots you would have to have at $10 a pop to get to $45,000, and that's one person. Now let's say that everyone made an average of $30,000. You're talking votes up into the million. Now, here's another fact that I did not know yesterday that I now know today. Do you know that only 15% of the footage out there was able to be retrieved? 85% of the footage from these mailbox, drop box, mail-in ballot, or mail ballot uh, uh, boxes, 85% of the footage was deleted against state law. That is also election footage that is supposed to be kept for 22 months, state and federal law. They only, re- they only retrieved 15% of Dropbox footage and found out that much. Imagine what you find out when you have the other 85%. And I don't give a crap who says that this is not real. Oh, this is another witch hunt. This is actual factual proof where indictments and subpoenas are coming out and the attorney general and the secretary of state are all in on it. I mean, all, all, all doing this investigation. Brad Raffensperger has to throw himself under the bus. He's the one that finally says yes or no to everything. So we have only 15% of the video footage retrieved. One guy that blew the, the lid off everything made $45,000 at $10 a ballot. 250 individuals were involved in this in Georgia alone. And they were part of a bigger network that was doing this in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. No word on Michigan yet. Isn't that crazy? All the states that stopped counting in the middle of the night in order to bring these ballots in. Isn't that crazy? So we'll keep you uh, updated on that, but I'm going to tell you one thing right now. If it wasn't for Real America's Voice News, nobody would be hearing about this. Why? Because Heather Mullins, here at Real America's Voice News, and John Solomon have been all over this like flies on crap for months. Four months ago, I talked about this. Four months ago. They've been on top of this. And just the news that is run by John Solomon is a, dig- is a, uh, uh, a partner with Real America's Voice News. They helped start Real America's Voice News. So if it wasn't for the company that I am so, I've been so blessed to be a part of 
none of this stuff would be out. If it wasn't for you, none of this stuff would be out. If it wasn't for everybody watching this show right now, none of this stuff would be in the public. We did this. And that is why people built Life from America, so that we could do stuff like this. So God bless each and every one of you for that. Now, I want to leave you today with a smile on your face like I always do. But before I do that, um, been talking with Mike Lindell's team, and they have a massive, massive sale going on for the new year, especially with all betting items. So mattress toppers, pillows, Giza sheets, uh, uh, weighted blankets, all that stuff. They're having a massive sale all the way up to 75% off some items. If you use the promo code LFA, going to Mike, uh, MyPillow.com and continuing to support Mike. By the way, my mom, I got her the two-inch queen-size mattress topper for Christmas. She called me this morning. She said, literally tell everybody <laughs> that you talked to that I have not slept that good in a long time. It's just like the commercial, she said, for the best night's sleep. She goes, I didn't feel any dips or any divots in my mattress all night. So she swears by it. And that's my mom. So I got it. You know, I got to do what my mom says, right? All right, folks, here we go. Check this out. Let's go to something that'll make you smile. And this next video that I'm going to show you to end the show. (laughs) This is a video, a well done video, by the way, from a group of people that said, what would happen if everybody in the world talked like Biden? (laughs) What would happen if everybody that you know in your workplace talked like Biden? Well, now we're going to find out. Check this out. This is great. Hey, Benny, do you think I should get my master's degree? Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Hey, Benny, I want to come to the pool this weekend. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Benny, please get the hell out of my office. Hey, uh, Benny, we're running out of server space. Can we get more storage? Give me a break. Anybody who can throw coal into a furnace can learn how to program, for God's sake. Hey, have you ordered lunch yet? I did. No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were, but you're, you're, now you got to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. All right, Benny, you're asking for a raise. How much are you looking for? $1.2 billion. So you go ahead and you stack spaghetti sauce at a store in, in, in a supermarket. You control the guy or the woman who runs the, run, brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. What happened? No, we're not getting that. Benny, do you know that Arizona is actually a constitutional carry state, so I don't even need a license for this. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. All right, Benny, did you get that? All right, Chuck, thank you very much. (laughs) You got to love yourself some Benny Johnson, folks. You got to love yourself Benny Johnson. You know, he's funny. He's, uh, He's Benny, right? Big shout out to Benny Johnson and that whole team for putting that together. What if normal people talked like Biden? You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. You hear me? We're going to get an effective strategy. It's true in a national depression. And I got hairy legs. Come on, man. (laughs) 
Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end the show today. It's always a pleasure. It's always uh, great to, uh, to start a show and to end, end, to end a show with each and every one of you because I feel that, uh, I feel that we get through what we need to get through and that we come away uh, with, with more facts and with more of a pathway than we did before we started the show, and that's all glory and all grace going to God. So, ladies and gentlemen, remember, there are right ways. There are wrong ways. There's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. If you find value in the show and you've not yet become a monthly donor, one, five, ten, twenty dollars, then go to jeremyherald.com. Click the donate section. It'll bring it right up. You can do monthly. You can do annual. You can just do one time. Every little bit helps, including everything on the store. So God bless you. Thank you so much for your time. Sorry for running late. I will see you at 5 p.m. Eastern time for more Live from America. We got a guest on tonight who's also got his own little social media company. We're going to talk a little bit about that and and what he thinks about the current, uh, the current uh, censorship that's actually going on. So God bless each and every one of you. Love you. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.